Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? I'm doing very good. I'm doing very good this week. I've, uh, I feel like a changed man. Oh, what's happened? I've gone to the gym. Oh, yeah. You've joined the dark side. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, through through somewhat necessity um after kind of doing my acl again um yeah i was told i need to do very basic exercises but also swimming and cycling um and it turns out we have a gym nearby that does all those things so yeah i've been uh back in the gym after many many years um doing way less weights than what i used to do <laughs> um but yeah lots of swimming lots of that did a very hard ab workout um kind of yeah russian twists a, a absolute Ooh. bitch um but yeah so done that i've even even been dabbling in a bit of yoga i'm uh, gone that gone that far you're as a well yogi as well these days are you? It, you you know what during lockdown i think everybody kind of tried new things and one thing that me and very were like we need to kind of keep active and doing stuff so very bought a load of like workout gear and was doing like little home workouts and i was doing a bit but we were like, you know, we'll try some yoga. Like, we'll, we've got time. It's not like we're doing anything else. You know, we'll try it. And we got into doing it quite a lot. Um, and it really helped. Like, it just, our body wasn't aching as much. And, you know, it was just, we were feeling a bit more. Like, the muscles in my legs are done. Like, I've been told by multiple medical professionals that at this point, like, how I'm walking normally is a miracle because the muscles in my legs are bad. Um, I remember seeing a podiatrist many, many years ago and she kind of did some like crunching around in my legs and was watching me walk. And she was like, I've never seen anyone with muscles as bad as yours. Not at your age. Like it's just, uh, but that's many, many injuries and not doing what I'm meant to be doing. So yeah, we'll we try it. You, I mean, we I've, need to get you squatting, mate. Squatting and deadlifting next. See, this is the thing. At the moment, I've been told that I can't do like free weights uh, right, because okay. of the yeah, injury, oh, yeah, yeah, which of course, is yeah. very frustrating. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I, I'm, I'm down for yeah anything in the gym and you know, it's, it's feeling wow. nice. It, it does. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's horrible to go to like the idea of going to the gym is awful, but once you do it, you feel good. And once you've done it a couple of times, you're there like, no, 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 I like this now. But that's why I think people, when they do their like at the beginning of the year, it's, you know, they're kind of new year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym, buy a gym membership. And then never go. Because that is... When we got the membership, I was just sat there like, I really can't be fucked. It's six o'clock in the morning. What am I doing? And I know you do it all the time. Like, for you, it's nothing. Like, you're in the gym 5.30 in the morning and in the evening and all this. But, yeah, getting back into it is... uh, It's not pleasant, I must admit. Mate, I'm very proud of you. I'm very, very proud of you. Every single morning, for the listeners, uh, I I wake up very, very early... I go to the gym, I do my workout, I don't really talk to anyone in the mornings, and then as I'm kind of finishing up my workout, of course, this is where Scott and the baddest bitch in Barrow, Ryan, hey, shout out Ryan, the bad bitch, have woken up, and I open up my phone to an absolute bombardment of voice notes, 
and uh, I'm now happy that you're also uh, getting involved in, in the, the, the morning workouts. You never know, Scotty boy, if you keep doing this many uh, Russian twists, we'll be setting up a doubled up podcast uh, calendar <laughs> for the new year of just us wearing uh, just us wearing uh, uh, different shoes. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. String vests and different sneakers <laughs> every single month. There we go. Is, uh, the, uh, yeah, the abs it, will be out for all. Oh yes, oh yes. It it is good. Um, to be fair, and uh, yeah, if what like I say, what's getting over? It? And I think it helps working from home. It's great because Makes you a can big difference. get up. I can like tomorrow morning. I I'm working from home in the morning, so I can go to the gym. I can go for a swim, come back, not have to worry about anything. You know, cook some breakfast and it's fine. When I've got to like leave the house early to get to work and stuff, that's when it's like, oh, this is. A bit more painful, but once you get into the routine, it's not—it's not too bad. It's not too bad, mate. That's the whole—that's the whole. Th- anything that brings you success in life, you just need to make it part of your routine. That's all it is. It's really difficult. I know I'm getting very philosophical all of a sudden, but I feel like <laughs> any anything that can make you better as a person, initially, like the things that are good in life uh, that make you better in life. Sorry, are never easy, but you get it as part of your routine, and all of a sudden. It's fine. It just becomes part of your day. No longer does the alarm go off at six o'clock in the morning. You think, oh, shit, I've got to go to the gym. Instead, it's just part of your day. And you wake up so bloody early anyway. I, I, I feel like say, I, I yeah, wake up early sh- anyway. The, the, so the morning not... shouldn't be a problem for you. But I do get not with the daily, the, the, the daily schedule, going to work, all these other things, life, etc. I do appreciate that it can be... Uh, a little bit of a challenge. I mean, I've been doing it for so many years now that it has just become like part and parcel of my uh, yeah. the, my, my routine. Is, but I'm happy for you, I, mate. I'm happy for you. I, I know um, from the past, when I did my ACL the first time, um, I was very, very skinny. I was a, th- I was a thin boy and uh, kind of, yeah, couldn't put on weight to save my life. Like my metabolism must have been just ridiculously high because I would eat ludicrous. It was like being a teenager, like, up until my mid 20s like it was just I could eat whatever I wanted and it, I, it just wouldn't touch me um, and then once I injured myself finished uni got an office job and I worked in a private school where I got a three course meal at lunchtime in addition to my dinner oh I piled on the pounds yeah um, yeah I got fat quick I, not even fat just for my for what I was previously I, I was much much larger um, and even looking back at uni pictures now, like I look so thin compared to now. And um, yeah, I know that people say married life does that to you anyway, but it's, uh, yeah, in addition, um, yeah, not being able to exercise and doing stuff. So I'm very conscious of that now. I'm like, no, nah, I need to keep on top of this. And uh, yeah, it's it's not bad. We we have a nice gym. It's it's a nice gym. It's not like, yeah, it's quite a few old people in there. So it's uh, you go in there and you just can keep, go on what you want and it's quite yeah, relaxing yeah. and easy. Whereas sometimes when you go into these like proper meathead gyms, I'm looking around and I'm there like, oh, I'm so, so small, so inadequate <laughs> compared to these guys that are like pumping everything. Although, as we discussed before, old men still putting nearly everybody to shame in the gym. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah. there was a dude. The old, old man, old man strength is a real thing. Old man strength is a real thing. Like there's people that have been like men that have been in uh, maybe like manual jobs all their life, like working in construction, building things like this. They've uh, maybe been going to the gym since they were like sixteen years old. You might they might seem good like in good shape for their age, but by all means they're not 
professional bodybuilders and I feel like they can lift a truck above their head. Like old man strength is a real thing. Right. The thing is, after we had this conversation about the old man strength, I went to the gym the next day and there was an old guy in there. Very tall. He must have been a good like six foot five. Like he was a tall guy and he was like, he was thin as well, but you could tell just ripped. Like he, he was very, very skinny, but like it was just all muscle and he was walking over and he was doing some very kind of active exercises and he was kind of doing like push-ups with weights and he was doing like honestly but he would go over and he would just pick up like almost the biggest weights in the gym and just walk back to them Old and, man and they're like but you you're so thin like how are you lifting this with such ease and just throwing them about like it's nothing i know you said muscle density but this guy literally must have been like just thick like from all of his muscle just i, I feel like you yeah, get to a certain age in life well. if you've been if you've been working out for long enough i feel like you get to a certain age in life where basically yeah you just become one walking like bicep <laughs> or something like that and that's all it is it's like there's nothing else to your body other than just bones and muscle and yeah uh, I, I told you old man strength mate that's what i'm aiming for i've been going to the gym long enough now so that i'm not doing it for right now i'm doing it so when i'm 80 i can like chest press my grandkids or something like that so uh but anyways we've been spending far too long talking about uh scotty to gym right now uh probably time to move on to some sneakers because we've got quite an exciting episode today scotty boy we don't have any latest pickups so we can bypass that straight away uh followers of our instagram will notice there was no question of the week this week and it was intentional definitely wasn't that i forgot wink wink uh no it was intentional uh we decided that seeing as we are recording on the first week of july we would do our usual half year roundup we've seen a lot of things on instagram and, and social media and things like this various different blogs doing their kind of half year roundups and things like this we normally do it we normally get some guests involved but uh, uh my poor organization has meant it is just me and scott this week but uh what we're going to do is just spend a little bit of time talking about how we think 2023 has been so far, what we like, what we dislike, if there is anything, what we're looking forward to for the rest of the year. And we're also going to do our personal double up, double down and sleeper picks for the year. These are not the shoes that we think unanimously are, say, sneaker of the year. Uh, We don't normally do much of a sneaker of the year thing on this podcast. We do our all-star game at the end of the year. Uh, But we're going to today talk about the 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 pair that we think is maybe our personal favorite from the year one that we think is maybe our least favorite and one that we really really like that we think has maybe been a little bit underappreciated or maybe gone under the radar a little bit so we'll start with general thoughts of the year and I feel like Scott I already know what you're going to say about this year because I feel like we have just been the most positive people this year when it comes to kind of trainer and sneaker culture in the UK I just feel like this year has been like nothing but joy. Okay, granted, there's going to be some people that are going to bitch and moan and things like this, but I just cannot remember since really doing this podcast and before a year where just nothing annoys me. I don't know if you kind of agree with the same. I feel like there's just nothing right now that pisses me off with shoes. Granted, there's the odd couple of shoes that I think are ugly, but it's one of those things that it's like I'm not seeing Panda Dunks, for example, and wanting to rip my hair out or anything like that. I just feel like sneakers are in a really, really good state right now. But I, I might just be head in the clouds. Do you agree? Disagree? No, I agree. 
it's been it's been a really really good year um, cracking year for just releases and i know i think in terms of like proper hype big boy pairs that people kind of always kind of base this idea of if it's a good year or not you know there's always like say last year we had like you had the reimagined, you had the lost and found, Chicago. Like there's, there's always pairs of that caliber, Travis Scotts, etc. The people kind of go, if there's been lots of those, then it's a good year. But this, from top to bottom, pick a brand, and there's been really good shoes from that brand. And this year has probably been a year that I'm, I'm kind of happy that I've been cautious, but also somewhat annoyed that i'm not trying to spend money this year i'm exactly the same like you can really take advantage of everything this year this is a year where if you had money to spend on shoes you could create a fucking great collection purely out of like sale shoes literally so this is the thing so in terms of brands and kind of what they're producing and the collabs and stuff they're basically all hitting the sales like, unless it is, like, a proper big high-heat pair, which this year I don't think there's been many. You know, like, Offspring. Offspring's normally a pretty good gauge as to, like, how many in-person pickups they're doing where you've got Super Saturdays and, like, where they make a big deal yeah, out of yeah. it. Because normally they make a big deal out of it because it's a it's a cool pair. But there hasn't been that many, or it doesn't feel like there's been as many this year. But in terms of shoes, I mean, this I've got a sale list, a sale pickup list that I have made... Where I have literally made a list of shoes that I am almost ninety percent sure are going to hit the sales, and I am there like, nah, I'm I'm have to pick these up when they hit the sales, and all of them are amazing shoes. Like it's not even like I'm picking gr pairs that might go in there. These are like collabs, decent high heat, you know, quite I say important releases, but I mean I think of like Air Max ones, not collabs, grs technically, but like people really were kind of hyping these a bit and then they've just not sold and they're just sat there. So yeah, as a, as a year as a whole, if you are trying not to spend money, it's, I think it, I, it, I don't really know how to explain it because I think that actually people have spent less money this year on shoes Yeah, because people are, a lot of people will only spend money or wait for those high heat pairs. They're like, well, I'm not going to buy it because it's not a Travis Scott. It's not a, like an SB4. It's not all these like big hype Instagrammable pairs. But if you like are looking and you are into multiple different brands, you could be bankrupt with the amount of shoes you could be buying. Like it is ridiculous how much good product is out there at the moment at quite frankly ridiculous prices. Well, we've spoken about it before where it's like, oh, I'm not going to buy that pair because that pair's £200. Uh, that seems quite expensive for, say, a pair of New Balance, right? But buying three pairs of shoes at £80, oh, what a bargain. I've bought three pairs at £80 each. Now, all of a sudden, I've spent way more than what I actually said was a ridiculous amount to, to spend on shoes, right? There's always that kind of uh, a balance. But I think we, we mentioned it at the end of last year where I think I think I said about like releases being, this was when we did our all-star game with uh, Brad and uh, Fabio, and I said that in 2022, there weren't that many like top, top tier releases, but the whole year was really, really strong. And again, it kind of goes back to what you were saying there, Scott, about this year, we haven't had that many thousand pound resale shoes. And that's what I always ba- like base it on. 
And I know that resale market in general is going down at the minute. So therefore, we maybe won't hit that many shoes that are reselling, uh, like reselling for a thousand pounds. But if you think about previous years, like there were 2020 multiple pairs that were all of a sudden reselling at £1,000 or £800 plus. And we don't, we didn't get that many of them last year. Granted, there was maybe a couple of Travis Scotts that kind of hit that level, uh, but we didn't have that many like huge, ridiculous, oh my God, I need it and I'm willing to spend a ridiculous amount of money on it. This year, probably the closest we've had is maybe the, the Travis Scott Low uh, or maybe the Air Jordan SB. But even then, it's still not a £1,000 shoe, not anywhere near it. So uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, we haven't had that huge, those huge, huge shoes. But the shoes that we have had have just made a really positive impact on sneaker culture. If you think about the SB Jordan 4, that is something that everyone is now going, oh my God, why don't they just make 4s like this? Like That's groundbreaking, really, to have that Nike SB on the back of uh, an Air Jordan 4 and something that people are absolutely loving. Uh, if we think about like the Kith um, Clark's Samba, what a triple collab that is. And I know I've sung the praises of that shoe, but who would have thought that in 2023, one of the best releases of the year was a Kith Clark's Samba? just stupid i just think that there's lots of good stuff that is happening within uh sneakers sb is making a real big big year this year after maybe the last couple of years after the kind of big 2020 uh 2020 and 2021 that has happened i know i said that i really like some of the 2022 shoes but they didn't make huge huge waves i feel like we've had some really really big stuff from sb and adidas have come out of the woodwork swinging right like we praise adidas every single week and you've you've said multiple times now on this podcast adidas is the brand of the year this year yeah it's you could make a case you could very easily make a case for almost every brand to be the brand of the year it just goes down to personal taste i know that sounds like a silly thing because surely that is every single year no, some years there are brands that are just head and shoulders better than the uh, than the other last year new balance one the year before, New Balance won. But this year, Jordan have been killing it. Uh, Nike have been killing it. Adidas have been killing it. New Balance have just been pumping out banger after banger after banger. You can even argue the likes of Saucony absolutely killing it. Mizuno, Diodora, like there's not a single, like you said earlier, Scott, there's not a single bad brand this year. And isn't that just a wonderful... That's like going into the supermarket and having everything you like to eat in stock on the shelves on sale. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's heaven. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm just looking at the um, the all-star that we did last year. And it, there was there were some big hitters in there. You had the Travis, um, the reverse mockers. You had Pater Air Max. You had Amamie You had Jones and all this. But there, there was quite a significant amount of kind of like random ones, so to speak. I mean, we had Anatomy of Air, Air Max 95s. We had yeah. Taxi, um, Jordan 1s. We had Georgetown's managed to sneak in. 920 New Balance, Paperboy. So there were, there were some more intriguing picks in there, but there were a good amount. I mean, this year, I mean, I know I went through it with Verity, but there's a handful of shoes, SB4s, um, reimagined um, white cements, Travis, Big Bubbles, Spider Man Jordans. You've probably got about four or five that are like cemented as these are the big hitters of this year. And then everything else underneath is Cortez literally. Cortez 95, just I'll like, throw that in there. Yeah, Cortez 95. I mean, 
you've got the um, Action Bronson, um, New Balance, you've got some ALD, um, New Balance. 1906 or was it the 1860? I can't remember, yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot of... But the thing is, the fact that it kind of gets contentious beyond about four pairs. There's four yeah, pairs yeah. that everyone is like solidified. These are, are going to be up there. Everything else is literally like... Up for grabs. Asics could take one of those. Solomons could take one of those. Could take, you know, an Adidas. You could take a new... You can... Anything. Um, it is It is very, very varied, um, which, which is amazing. And I think, like I say, the All-Star game this year is going to be... Super interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be tight as to which pairs make it because I think it is gonna be one or two votes here and there because I think there's gonna be so many pairs with multiple votes across different brands. It'll be very interesting. But from a brand point of view, and I kind of you alluded to me saying that Adidas has been brand of the year at the moment. I think Jordan has been reasonably quiet this year. I think they've had. Yes, you've got the Travelos, and I know you've had the Spider Mans, and you've had and you've had the, the SB fours. But what I mean is, but from previous years, it's been like, it's been quite a lot. This has been quite, it's been much more focused. And I think they've had these good pairs, but they've also had a lot of bad pairs knocking around in there as well. Like the releases, I don't think this year have been as strong as previous on a consistent basis. Obviously, like I say, the three mentioned are going to be up there for shoe of the year, but that's because everybody loves Jordan. And quite frankly, like, you know, you've made a, you've got a green SB four great i mean should sb fours should they have always been like that i mean if jordan fours if they're yeah. not comfortable you've made it comfortable there's arguments to be had as to whether it should be in there or not and quite frankly like i'm looking at it and being like yeah it's a nice shoe sitting in person it is nice is it great in my opinion not really um but there's always going to be a bias towards nike and jordan i think just because that's what people on the whole like but I think they've been quite quite I think New Balance again have put out good stuff. But again, it's been there's been a few big hitters, but I don't think the big hitters have hit as hard as they have done in previous years currently. I think there's more to come. But like the ALD releases, I know some people went mad for them, but they there wasn't the big storm as there was when the ALD five fifties came out and all this type of stuff. I think Adidas at the moment have hit a really nice sweet spot between good collabs like very strong collabs really hype they've built hype which quite frankly is a miracle because how the fuck they've got people hyped about their products after the years that they've had before is mad and they've also had very strong and consistent grs that have been accessible and really good collabs with other brands like size and stuff and i think they've just been consistently pumping out every month really really good product and not just one it's been multiple products that i'm looking at and i'm like oh okay and i think at the moment it's very tight because i think all of the brands no brand has been bad let's just get that out there there has been no bad brand this year but i think adidas at the moment have just they've got a really nice wave that is continuing and the fact that people are buying adidas product now after the years prior and people are arguing that things like the samba are more are you know better than other Nike products? That's got to be respected because they, how they've managed to put themselves in that oh, position, yeah. quite frankly, is a shock. And they're doing well with it. It's not like it's a flash in the pan. This has been sustained over six months so far. Like it's been a good period of time. I don't think anyone would have 
foresee this happening to be perfectly honest um i'm sure that one or two people will come out the world and go oh i I knew 18 months ago that this was going to be big for adidas (laughs) no we were shitting on adi we were shitting on adidas since the ultra boost we were shitting on adidas for ages everyone was turning around and saying that as soon as yeezy come uh, as soon as yeezy drops off adidas adidas is dead adidas is stronger now maybe not financially but from a respect standpoint adidas is stronger now than when they had yeezy on their brand thousand percent and i don't think anyone can make any arguments against that uh and i think the the difference between this and the ultra boost era scott i think is you were saying there about pumping out loads and loads of really good grs i think uh what adidas have as a benefit this time around is that the shoes they're releasing in these multiple and endless colorways have a little bit of prestige about them like they're releasing lots of different Samba colorways, lots of different Gazelle colorways, lots of different Hamble Spezial colorways. Like these are all shoes that we're used to seeing endless colorways of anyways. It's just no one pays attention to it because they weren't the fad. Whereas now I feel like people aren't getting as sick of seeing endless Gazelle colorways, endless Samba colorways, because it's just something that it's been like that since the the dawn of Adidas. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. it's it's been like that forever. So I feel like, people are getting that people aren't as sick of it as the ultra boost or the nmd i might be wrong in six months time this time next year we might be going oh god another samba i'm sure we won't but you just never know do you um i want to go back a second a second to what you just said there about you think that jordan brand has been very quiet and maybe not as performed as good as previous years me personally I will have to totally and utterly disagree with you because I honestly think that this year's Jordan releases have been one of my favourites since me getting into shoes. Maybe it's not because of the big hype stuff. I really, really liked the SB4. I Granted, I, I, I like the Travis Scott low, but I think that the other colourways are better. But a lot of the extra things that is technically under that Jordan Brown banner, I think have been absolutely incredible. Twos been phenomenal this year i made my statement last i made my statement last year uh, last week saying that a two low is better than a jordan one low i'm standing by it for those of you that have probably already turned this off after i've said that again uh, i'm standing by it i think twos have been absolutely phenomenal this year what they've been doing with the airship absolutely amazing which technically is a jordan brown product again they're hitting the sales but the, sh- the airship has absolutely fucking killed it this year mm. i think that consistently i'm seeing more and more jordan products that i like than any other year that i can remember and that is again like how, how am i mm. saying that someone that has been known on this podcast to be yeah. anti-jordan i'm saying that i am absolutely loving jordan brown right now yeah and i think with with Jordan, they are second to me, uh, and I, I, it's Nike slash Jordan. I don't really know how to separate the two because I think like it's Nike, always difficult, isn't the, it? The Air Max One releases that they've had have been amazing. Yeah, there's so many Air Max Ones that I'm very jealous that I don't own, and they're in the sales. I could get them if I wanted to. It's just the fact there's so fucking many of them. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I wouldn't know which one to buy. Right? Um, so yeah, it's been really strong. But all of the pairs have hit the sales now. In a previous kind of couple of years ago, that wouldn't have happened. We saw with SBs, we saw with Jordans that they were pumping out just as many and they were never hitting the sales and they were reselling for a lot. Now, whether that's a change in societal circumstance with cost of living and the fact we're not in COVID and all this, may it's guaranteed to play a part in it, but they are sitting for whatever reason. Um, Jordan, again, there have been some really strong ones, but I mean, 
in my opinion, like I think n not many people talk about the White Cement 3s anymore. There was big hype when they arrived, and now I don't see anyone talk about them. I think they were criminally overhyped. The Travis, they're good. They are much nicer in person, but I think they are they're not one of the strongest Travis releases. I think the Spider-Mans are cool. It's a nice faddy item. I like they're not a bad shoe, but they're not as in my opinion, they're not as good as the first. But the activations were very cool around them, I must admit. Um but yeah, I think for Jordan at the moment, there's been years where I've looked at it and gone, oh man, it's really hard to pick what my favourite Jordan is this year because there's been so many good ones. And at the moment, and I do say at the moment because they always pick up towards the end of the year. We know they do. And by the end of the year, I could very well be saying something very different. But at the moment, I do think like, and this isn't the fact that it's bad. I think it's just the fact they've had so many years with so much good products that they've pumped out that this year they've just, they've been better really in the terms of they've been less about pumping out loads of GR products and trying to just get people to buy as much as possible. And they've been much more selective in their really good products. Yeah. But there has also been a lot of misses that have gone out there as well. Um, I think that's with every Jordan brand. We've double down for a bit. And I mean, this year, I mean, there's been a couple um, from other brands, but I think this year, I think it's just because they've set themselves very high standards over yeah. the years. And this year they're just, they're just tickling it at the moment. They'll tip it. You guarantee towards the end of the year that we're not seeing we're seeing some leaks, but we're not seeing as many big, big leaks as we have done previously. Like, at this point last year, we kind of knew what was coming out towards the end of the year. Everyone was getting excited for the Lost and Founds. Everyone was getting excited. For... At the moment, we don't know what's coming. And that's cool, because it will drop. Yeah. And we'll be like, ah, oh, this is really amazing. Um, but certainly, at the moment, I think... New Balance, again, quietly doing really well, but certainly just more under the radar. Really good GRs. I think some of their 990s this year have been amazing. Like, really good. Teddy Santos has dropped a number of collections, but it hasn't been spoken about as no. much. Um, and I just think, yeah, the, the only shoe really from New Balance that really has people gone mad is the Action Bronsons. People have lost their shit for that shoe. Um, Rightfully so. But again, that's, that's, that's kind of one shoe this year from them, really, that's, you know, been... In what I've seen anyway, kind of really pushed. Um, but GR's again really solid. I think, yeah, I think Adi, I think for me, the one of the main reasons for Adidas is just the fact their rise to prominence has just been so great compared yeah. to others. And I think I others have, I can't disagree. have been consistently good and they've just pushed. And they are now at the moment, they are challenging once again for arguably the second spot because Nike and Jordan will probably forever yeah. be top. But if they keep going and they capitalise the momentum for a few years, which is a big ask, mind, um, they are. I mean, even now, obviously Prozek has just put out his um, top 10 of the year and I've my episode got split into two. And the hate I got on my Instagram reels that kind of went out from him because I was talking about and picking Adidas shoes over Nike was ridiculous. And I'm there like, it, they're not a bad shoe. But it's because it's not the norm. It, you know, there is still this very much uh, the Nike and Jordan bandwagon. And I do think a lot of people base how good a year has been simply off how good a year Nike and Jordan have had. And at this point, as we've said, that's not the key point. The point is every brand has been amazing. It's not just them. 
everyone has been yeah. good. No, I totally agree. I think for me, it's uh, as I said, I'm very, very surprised of how much I've really enjoyed Jordan Brand product. I could very easily sit here right now and give you my top 10 favorite Jordans from the year. And I feel like I couldn't do that an entire year last uh, over the last few years i could i could sit here right now and give you my like probably my favorite top 10 jordans of the year i'm not going to lows have been very good though. yeah yeah yeah. no they've really smashed it with lows yeah 100 percent. but i just i feel like yeah new balance again uh i think um the the whole teddy santis thing last year was uh it was like oh this is really exciting right and now it's just become the norm as soon as something's not like new and shiny it does just become the norm but every single release almost has been absolutely incredible i mean you and me have spoken about multiple pairs where you love one i love the other etc there was a pair uh that dropped last week it was a pack with a purple 990 v4 that spoiler alert it's not my sleeper of uh, the year but up until probably an hour before we recorded it was written in my notes as sleeper of the year and i just think that purple new balance 990 v4 all purple sale kind of midsole hairy suede holy shit it's gorgeous um and but again it's just it's sitting everywhere because it's just another Teddy 990. Uh, but I'm interested to see what's happening with New Balance moving forwards. Um, I, I know some people love it, some people hate it with New Balance, but they do ride a certain silhouette for a year or two and then they just go, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, happened with the nine. Uh, happened with the 992. It's going to happen with the 990. There will be a time very soon where we probably don't see any more 990s, especially the V3, and it's going to move on to something like the 998. And people that are fans of the 998 are going to absolutely love it. People that were fans of 990s will then jump over to the 998, say this is amazing. Then that will disappear for a little while, and then move on to the next silhouette. It's just something the New Balance do. It's not like. And every every brand does it really. Like we're seeing it again, going back to the Jordan Two, right? Jordan Twos weren't coming out for ages before, and now there's loads of them. Like brands just recycle these um, models. But Scott, we could sit here all day and say about all the things that we really really like. Um, is there anything whatsoever that we've disliked from the year? Because this is really something that I'm struggling with. Uh, I I don't think I could pick one specific thing that I haven't liked from 2023. Other than maybe people's attitudes towards 2023, I feel like there's no middle ground with this year. Like people are either raving about how amazing it is or people are saying that this is shit. And that's probably the only single thing that I could say that needs to change because people are getting way too butthurt over the fact that shoes are going <laughs> on sale and they can't make money on the resale market. Uh, no, I, I I would probably agree. I think... I love all brands like I uh, you know I do have shoes from app, pretty much every brand I can think of I've got something and I love wearing them and I enjoy them and it, it's one of the reasons that I've struggled this year to kind of stay good because as I said I could, everything's in the sales and I can buy from any brand because I like it if you are like uh, somebody that is stuck to one brand or to one silhouette in particular um you know, you might think it's a good year, you might think it's a bad year. If you're in really into Air Max 1s, this is a fantastic year for you. If you're into kind of, yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know, if you're into S... I mean, can I say into SBs? Has, has it been a quiet year for SBs? No, it's been a great year for SBs. 
what what have we got other than the Doritos? The fours. It's a crossover, so that's going to be into yeah, so yeah, guess, SBs. Yeah. Um, Two pairs. You've also got. Why is this? You've also had the the the, the yin yangs, the um, the black and whites, the greys. Uh, you've had the um, why can't I think of it? The adobes. Um, there's been some good pairs. Yeah. I'd, the, so I think again, what you're saying. I, mean, I think what you're saying is there's not been any Ben and Jerry's this year. Who gives a shit whether there's a right. Ben and Jerry's this year? Every now, single SB uh, that has released this year has been amazing. Right. Now, this is this is the thing. And this is where I think what we see with some people in particular, and I, I said it earlier, like a lot of people will kind of base the year off if how good the hyped product has been. Because that is what some people do just want. They do just want the hype product. They don't look at GRs. You know, that's a them problem, because, not a me problem. For me, SB. No, been great no, I'm not saying year. that. But I think I think SB. It's all of those pairs though. We have seen in store. It just walking in, sat on the shelves. I'm still, so I'm still, you, you, I'm you still could, struggling to find the problem here, mate. You're still not making you, a good yeah, argument. But, no, but you, you, you can argue that be, because they're sat on shelves, because they're there, they are underappreciated by the market. Because the Adobe's are a great shoe, but I would Brilliant say that shoe. they didn't get the respect that they needed. I respect and it. This one said, I think, I think it's as a whole. I think it's a, you know, I think SB's has been quieter this year. I mean, like I say, I mean, if we're, we're if we're comparing this to obviously the hype that SB has hit over previous years, it has been a, a more quiet year. Um, however, and this is the thing. I do think if if you are kind of stuck to brands and. I do think a lot of people are still just Nike over everything. And, you know, Nike has had a really good year. But again, because it's hitting the sales, people don't want it. Because why would I want to buy a product that's in the sale like when everyone can get it? It, It's the age old thing of, you know, people want stuff to hit the sales and be able to pick it up from the shelves. But also they don't want it because they want the hype releases and they want to be able to queue up and all this. Um, I do think the attitudes of some people has been like I say, red, relatively negative as to the year so far. It will pick up. Um, it always does. But at the moment, yeah, I mean, if you are one of these people that is so anti-Adidas, um, it hurts. Seeing all of these Sambas and people going mad for Sambas must drive you insane yeah. as to why that it's such a good shoe because it's not a panda dunk anymore. Um, but no, I, I, I can't really think of many negatives this year, to be honest. No. I think it's been a, a very, very good year to buy product, just full stop. And I think the releases and the activations and everything that we've been able to get involved in has been very good. So yeah, for me, top year. It's also been a fun year for us as a podcast because not being funny, we've done, we've been to multiple in-person events, which we haven't been able to say we've done over the last few years. We have had our on-screen debuts with, uh, uh, obviously, um, both of us with Prozec, um, and we've we've been at the Crep Car Boot events doing kind of in-person interviews, train which we'd, we'd never done, trainer heads. This year has been absolutely phenomenal from a personal growth standpoint for the podcast um, and also the shoes itself and really it sounds almost very uh, uh, obvious to say but for the rest of the year there's nothing really big that I'm looking forward to necessarily for the rest of the year I'm just excited for this to carry on like that's the big thing for me like I'm just excited to close out the year and have an entire 12 months of just fun with shoes do you know what I mean? that's the big mm. that's the big kind of thing for me Scott mm. no definitely I, I'm, I'm quite excited for pairs that are already out there to hit the sale. Oh, yes. 
don't care about new releases. I've got my eyes on pairs already that yeah. I'm I'm waiting for. New releases, uh, you mean uh, really, really new releases? Wait. You mean paying full price for shoes? Nah, not me, not me. Nah, not S- that, not sale days. or nothing, <laughs> sale or nothing. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, we've been uh, talking for 40 minutes so far on our little half year review. I think it's probably a good opportunity for us to uh, spend a little bit of time quickly talking about our double up, double down sleeper pick of the year. Um, Let's do our... What do you want to do first? I know normally we start double up, double down with the positive. Do you want to go negative first, then sleeper, then double up? Yeah, do, you want, do you want to ramp ourselves up to the, the peak? Um, yeah, let's start with the shit issues. The all year, right, then. Not? Yeah, we'll get those out of the way uh, nice and early. So, Scott, my double down for the year, this year, is the Nike ISPA Mind Body in the Barely Vault <laughs> colorway. That absolute vomit of a slipper, nah, nah. No, thank you. That is my clear double down for the year. I still don't understand it. It looks silly. I don't care how comfy it is. It still looks like Shrek. It looks like an alien has vomited on a pair of slippers. That's what it looks like. So that was my topic hey, as well. It's awful. There we go. It is awful. However, there was one pair that kind of was hovering that I was tempted. Okay. Um, it was the Tiffany Air Force one, just because I think that... What? I, I think, right, for the price of that shoe and what it was, it, it, it was bad. That shoe nowhere near deserved to be the price it was, for the quality it was as well. Like, it, it was a decent quality shoe, but it's nothing major. It's that price point. If that price point was lower, I, I could pass it. But that was a... It's not good, and it's not... The, the accessories and everything that went with it, it was a vanity project, and it wasn't a good one at that. Right. The week it came out, I agreed with it being the double down because it was overpriced. But to say out of all of the shoes that released in this year so far, outside of the ISPA Mind Body Vault, you're telling me that is what you think is the single worst shoe. When you have Skyline Jordan 1s, Elephant Print Jordan 1s, those fucking ISPA like croc things that I love and you hate, and you're telling me out of all of that, the Tiffany said, Air Force One you think is the worst shoe that's released this year? As I said, the ISPA Mind Body is my pick because that shoe is so bad you can't get past it. No, no, it. no. Right? That is awful. But you're saying but second to that is a, the Tiffany Air Force One. There are Just think about this for a second. Shoes. Just think about it. The Tiffany Air Force if One. If you told me, it, right, those weird sand-melting croc things... Yeah. If you told me you can pay £90 or whatever they were for a pair of those, or you can pay 350 for a pair of these, I'm taking them croc things all day, every day. Yeah, but if I was... Right. If I was to... It's a worse shoe, but there's no way not. I'm... No way if I, I'm if I was to put, these over if I was to If we were to say you're getting one of these for free, if you can honestly tell me which one you think looks better, which one are you picking? Yeah, it's free. It's free. Of course, I'm going to take that one. But we're not. But but I, you're I, you're would, not picking shoes that you're I buying a, here. Well, you're not picking, actually, shoe, you're not picking would, shoes that you're buying here. The the, the, the the shoes that we pick right now, but, Scott, we're not but, but, buying. But, 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 but. When when we pick the double up, we take into account. Price, that is true. Do we not? Yeah. So we can't not do it for the double down. All right. Because otherwise, we would have had we would have had your ones and God knows what else. Involved That's just a bad shoe. Conversations. That's just a bad shoe. 
maybe a bad maybe a bad kind of choice but you know gucci gazelles and whatever but no Fantastic i think shoot. just as a whole i think it, it's a it's just uh yeah it's overrated it's overpriced I, it, yeah. it was nothing special and i think from a hype point of view it was a terrible release in my opinion i see your point i don't agree with it i see your point but the ispa is yeah that is i don't know i don't understand how that ever passed through night no no yeah yeah absolutely right i i just think i honestly i i i totally 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 understand where you're coming from but even i'm flabbergasted i I said some bad things about that tiffany air force one when it came out because it is stupidly overpriced and it is stupidly overhyped and they could have done a better job if they actually involved tiffany in the release but I do think yeah. that you've gone from zero to 100 very quickly to say that's the second worst shoe to release this year. But anyways, we'll move on. We both agree the ISPA, Mind Body, Barely Vault is the worst shoe that released in 2023. Um, but there are some Martin Rose to come. That is true. They do look awful as well. So, <laughs> hey, maybe we'll do this at the end of the year and it will, we'll change our minds. All right, sleeper picks then, Scott. So um, I found this so hard because this year has been the ultimate sleeper pick year and there was just 101 different directions that we could have gone in at one stage i had the size uh london monopoly pack in there at one stage i had the ajko low in the white and blue colorway in there Uh, at one stage i had every 580 that's released this year in that uh that (laughs) slot but I've settled with a shoe that I think might surprise you a little bit, Scotty boy. My sleeper pick for the year is the Cheech and Chong Dizergotic Project Alpha next shoe. Purely on the basis that I opened the box for that shoe and uncontrollably said out loud, oh shit. And realistically, Dizergotic small brand we love them they support us we support them absolutely love them as a brand and people that aren't already into them should get into them but i think if we are comparing a dizogotic shoe versus any other major brand naturally it falls into that sleeper pick category just because it doesn't have the hype behind it and they obviously make limited uh, pairs and even if you look on the website it doesn't say that it's fully sold out there are still pairs available but try and find me a shoe that has better storytelling, better presentation, better materials, and I'll eat my hat. Because quite frankly, it ticks all of those boxes and looks incredible. Uh, and it's comfy as hell. Like I just don't... The, the only downside of any Dizogotic shoe is the fact that the price in the UK is quite high. But again, you're taking yeah. into consideration the fact that you are making... Uh, you are buying an incredibly limited handmade high quality shoe so you're gonna pay that but i honestly think that out of all of the major brands the best sleeper pick of the year is the cheech and chong dies i got it project alpha right so um my sleeper pick once again i found insanely difficult to pick because again it is very much a year of sleeper picks there's just no getting around it i ended up landing on the puma rugi b-ball suede fantastic i think i the fact that i'm considering puma is one of those and 
it, you know that in itself it it shows the variety from brands i think it's brilliant um i really am looking to try and find a pair i should have bought a pair at the time i should have listened to everybody that told me bradley julia basically everybody um that had a pair said you just need to buy them and i i didn't but um i'm sure i'll be able to find a pair somewhere eventually um but yeah size 580s could have been in there comfortably sporty and rich samba could have been in there um, Adidas Campus Beams collaboration could have been in there. I'm a huge fan of the Adidas Campus Foot Patrol collaboration. I think that is a beautiful looking shoe, and I love the kind of the details and the nods. Now, it, there are I don't agree. I don't disagree with the dies I got it. Like it's just it's brilliant. It is brilliant, um, and it didn't hit my sleeper pick because it was one of my contenders for double up. Um, it, it, I love that shoe. I think it's brilliant. I genuinely think it is one of the if not the best shoe of the yeah, year yeah incredible incredible I, I absolutely love it yeah no, I absolutely love it but no I think sleeper picks I think the fact that there's a Puma in that discussion I had, I had to put it in yeah. there because I know it sold out everywhere and people did really like it and it was a great looking shoe but selling out it's selling Puma, out doesn't like. mean that it's not a sleeper I mean if it's incredibly limited in quality in quantity that that doesn't mean that it's not a sleeper if it sells out. Do you know what I mean? Like we can have shoes that are incredibly hyped that don't sell out that can still be a double up. So I, it, sales don't necessarily dictate it, but I think overall two very very strong sleeper picks there: Cheech and Chong Dizagotic and the Puma. Very very varied for us this year. I'm very impressed. Well, moving into the double up pick, Scott. I don't think you're going to be surprised with what I'm picking because I think for me, outside of the Dizygotic, there were really two shoes for me to pick from here. And it was either going to be the Kith, Clark's, Samba, or the shoe that I am actually picking, and that is the Action Bronson New Balance 990 V6. It was the one shoe that I was hyped... Which one? The original pair. With the vault green and the brown. It was the one shoe that I was incredibly excited for going into this year. The price point meant that I didn't buy it because hey, I've got to spend my money on other things this year. But I still think, gun to my head, that's my favourite shoe this year. It was before I saw it in person. We then saw Bradley wearing it when we were at the car boots in uh, Manchester. Yeah. Absolutely solidified for it. Uh, solidified it for me. The Action Bronson New Balance 990 V6 is my favourite shoe so far this year. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on that shoe at all. Um, oh, I know. Neither is Verity, as you will hear. However, seeing them in person did severely sway me. Um, however, I do think the newest one, the was it, Lapa Lazuri Beautiful or whatever shoe. it is, I, I think that is considerably better. I think that is a serious shoe of the year contender. Um, just once again, I think it is better than the other one. I think it's more wearable and accessible. Um, in terms of my pick for the year, um, as I said, Dizygotic was seriously up there. Um, genuinely, between these three pairs, I couldn't tell you what I was going to go for. Um, now, there would have been a fourth pair, but I, I kind of took into a cons- account the considerable price because the Gucci ZX um, is in there for me. However, for £750, it, it's it's... I prefer there's, the gazelle there's levels to the prices. As much as I know we're ZX guys, oh, I prefer I the, think, I love the, OG, the gazelle. The OG the, I even think the green ZX is better than the Aqua. Mm, that's brilliant as well. But yeah, they're Bitcoin. beautiful. I think, yeah, so Dizygotic was up there. The J-Tip Saucony is definitely how did I, How did level. I know that was going to be in there? But that's not my pick. My pick is the Clark's Adidas kit. Hey, um, at least someone I gets think, it. I think, it. I think at £250, I think it's... 
it's high and it is high, but when you consider like what we pen spend on New yeah, Balance, yeah. etc., it's not outrageous. It's just the fact I think in our heads Samba. it's a Samba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that's what's knocking it. But honestly, like I can't I genuinely can't pick between the three. I, the fact that you, you have picked to pick the dice I got it as the sleeper pick. Yeah, I think because you picked the dice I got it as the sleeper pick, I'll kind of give a shout. But for me, in terms of shoes that clark's adidas kith is one that i just keep looking at and going i wish i owned yeah, yeah. um and I, i'm very i mean when it comes to my own personal like pickups and shoes of the year um that'll be a very different story but for now um yeah that clark's adidas kith has just been it's just an absolutely brilliant brilliant pick um like just a shoe yeah. as a whole. well overall i think it's a very very solid uh picks from us so to round mine up yeah the double up for this year is the axon bronson new balance 990 v6 for the double down we've got the nike ispa mind body barely vault and the sleeper pick the cheech and chong diazogotic project alpha next shoe scott your double up was the kith clark's um adidas samba double down was the nike ispa mind body barely vault and for the sleeper pick the ryugi uh puma um what model was it again i can't remember people suede there we go very very varied but overall i i'm not mad at that lineup at all and uh also we have spent not a single nike double no 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 no, no. but again it was very very close as i said it, it was incredibly close for me to pick something like the AJKO low as a sleeper or something like that. I could have very easily picked maybe a different product for the double up or something like that. But again, we're going personal mm-hmm. here. So um, I think overall we've made some good, good picks and overall uh, spent nearly an hour talking about 2023 when just before we hit, rec- could have gone longer. Yeah, could have gone longer. <laughs> uh, just before we hit record, I went, yeah, this will be a nice 30 minute conversation, Scott. And we've almost doubled that. So with that, we should probably move on to our first main segment of the week. And that is shoes rounds. Every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest headlines that have hit the wonderful world of shoes and we give our thoughts and opinions this week it is me taking shoes round i'm your lead anchor today so without further ado i'll pass over to me for shoes round Scotty boy, uh, good job that this week's news story is only a short one and I am being incredibly selfish with the Shoes Round story this week because there's probably bigger news happening in the world but none that I care more about than the news that was broken by Brendan Dunn on the 5th of July of 2023 and that is the original Nike Air 180 is coming back next year yes it was confirmed that the nike air 180 in the original ultramarine colorway is due for may 2024 at a retail price supposedly at 140 dollars which is very very nice for us here in the uk because you've got to think that's maybe about 120 pounds considerably cheaper than you would see for an air max one or something like that now at this point most people will know the ultramarine colorway it is uh, an air max 180 in a predominantly kind of white cream upper with uh, that kind of infrared hit across the um, by the bubble on the midsole you've got blue on the swoosh and the sock liner and then again more of that kind of infrared kind of pinky orangey color with the 180 branding on the tongue the last time we saw 
the uh, Air Max 118, the Ultramarine comeback, was back in 2018. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of 180s back then because I wasn't really big, big into my Air Max. But Scott, I have said time and time again, since kind of almost discovering the 180 personally for myself, it has become one of, if not, I said on Prozex uh, podcast, my favorite Nike model. I absolutely love the 180. And this has got me giddy like a school child that are we going to see a year of 180s next year? Because when they announce a big retro like this, they don't just bring back a retro, we get new colorways. And oh my God, Scott, my poor bank account is going to absolutely slap me around the face if I have to go the whole of 2024 buying every pair of 180 that comes out. So this is a very selfish story for me because I'm just incredibly excited. But Scott, what do you think about the Air 180 coming back next year? I, to be honest, like it, 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 at the moment, I don't really care less. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't really have yeah, anything yeah. to do with the 180. I like the shoe. I don't really care for the um, the OG colorway or anything like that. I do think there have been some absolutely brilliant collabs. And I said to you before, like I'm very um, kind of annoyed that I didn't pick up like the Fire and Ice pack. Um, and obviously you've got the CDG pairs, whatever. If this is kind of alluding or like hinting towards a big year for the 180 and there is lots of big collabs and stuff... I, I would look to pick up my first 180 because I do like the look of the shoe. It's just the colorways have never really grabbed and me And the comfiest much, shoe you'll put on your feet. Certainly. Trust me, it's the comfiest shoe you will put on your feet. That's a, that's a bold call. Bold call. But no, I'm yeah, I'm happy. So, you know, it's good that it's coming back. There are people that obviously are really big into it, like yourself, who will kind of very much enjoy this. So, yeah, I think it'll be a nice one and I hope there will be some, uh, some cool collabs because quite often they give these very big collaborators these kind of slightly obscure air max models to kind of play around with to try and build the hype for kind of a bigger year so hopefully there might be some really cool yeah. clubs i mean if there was like a union at 180 that was like amazing oh, that would be like, interesting it'd be really cool um, i'm hoping they so yeah i'd, I'd like to I'm see hoping it. they go back to things like size i mean size have almost been teasing uh recently where they released a video kind of reviewing some of their biggest 180s uh, and they kind of reviewed recently the uh the pack they did i think it was back in 2013 maybe no was it 2016 mm -hmm. sorry uh because they were saying about it maybe being a 10 year anniversary or something 2015 2016 where it was kind of the um the the, the, the air max 95 neon colorway oh no sorry that was the air max one they were talking about sorry do apologize they were talking about like the safari pack and things like this for the 180 sorry i've got myself confused me saying i'm a 180 fan and then getting an air max one confused with a 180 what a fucking idiot but no size have been uh doing various videos and various kind of pieces of content around some of their historic 180 releases i would absolutely love to see some of those being remade but if that's not possible because actually sometimes things should be left in the past and left as kind of like this legend uh, i would very much like to see a new size 180 because it is an air max that is just so synonymous with size uh compared to maybe some of the other brands um that are maybe more synonymous with a one or a 95 or something like that so yeah, i'm just hoping any air max 180s that they can throw at me i'm going to be there waiting with open arms and i know this is going to sound like about a bold call scott but i did say kind of before we started recording as soon as you and I heard about the fact that they were bringing back an anniversary Red Air Max 1, we lost our shit and said, oh my God, this is amazing. As soon as I saw the pictures of the big bubble and realized that I wasn't really a fan of the heel on the big bubble, I kind of lost interest in the anniversary reds, despite the fact it's an iconic colorway. Mm -hmm. 
if I was to honestly put the Big Bubble Air Max 1 versus the Ultramarine 180, I am more excited about this than I was for the the, the Anniversary Reds. So, uh, uh, yeah, big time looking forward to this one next year. Uh, but with that, Scott, we are out of news. Right, it's time for us to move on to our next main segment of the podcast, and that is one we like to call Double Up, Double Down. Uh, Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking forward at some of the releases coming in the next week. We pick a shoe that we like, a double up, a shoe that we dislike, a double down, and a sleeper pick, a shoe that's going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. Uh, It is Scott's week to take this segment, uh, so therefore, I'm going to pass over to Scott for Double Up, Double Down. Indeed, over to me this week, um, and it's an interesting week for releases. I kind of said to Matt off air that actually I'm struggling to pick some stuff, and then once I sent them over, he was like, what are you on about? This is a great week. Um, So yeah, we'll start off with my favourite, which is um, the double up for the week, the Adidas times Bad Bunny Campus in the light brown colourway. Scheduled to release on the 15th of July, coming in at £140. Um, We've seen the Bad Bunny Campus come in a couple of other colourways. We've had the Moss colourway and we've had the kind of cream one. Um, It is a Campus, um, this time coming in premium kind of brown suede with darker brown leather stripes. Bad Bunny kind of shoes come with two tongues um the second one is normally detachable and in this case it's coming with kind of thinner rope laces as well extra padding around the collar um almost it is kind of skateboard-esque um it you know there is it's quite considerable padding yeah it is some of it is just aesthetic like round the heel um and kind of collar it is kind of just aesthetical padding but there is actual additional kind of heel padding in the shoe as well but i think the main part of this shoe that is kind of catches the eye is the midsole which is all sail but that midsole kind of kind of creeps up onto the outsole with kind of a waved pattern um with kind of the plastic tpu kind of going around the edge of the shoe as well um the brown the sail um, really nice combination, really clean shoe. I think the campus is done very, very well. Um, yeah, big fan of this one. And um, they've all sold out recently. So um, yeah, it might be one that if you do want a pair, you might have to put a little bit of effort into get. Yeah, I think overall, um, Bad Bunny is still hitting it out of the park with Adidas. Uh, I think this particular shoe is one of my favourites from his kind of long line now of collaborations. You kind of forget how many he's had with all of the various forums and the various campuses and the CL responses and uh, some of the other kind of the power phase he's had and things like this. I think Bad Bunny must now be up to 10 plus shoes and uh, I think yeah this is this is one of my favorites I really like what they've done with the campus I know the original kind of like white sail pair when I first saw that it was the white pair that came out immediately after the white forum and instantly it was like Mm. oh now we have to all of a sudden compare the two and I did think the campus was a little bit nicer just because it's not as bulky it doesn't have the strap and things like this but I really like the brown and the cream with this very kind of on trend and things like this at the minute and you're right this is going to absolutely fly so i'm very much 
looking forward to uh, kind of seeing the uproar, or not uproar, but the kind of mayhem that follows this shoe. And I think anyone that picks it up will be very, very lucky because this is yeah, a great looking shoe. Yeah, a lot of very, very good campus this yeah. year. Um, you know, I think it's actually quite a, a bit of a sleeper model for Adidas. That, yeah, that being said, though, so. this doesn't really look like a campus. I think with every single Bad Bunny shoe, that, that, that they say, no. oh, this is a, the only one that actually looks like the shoe that is made is the CL response. And even then, it's got a load of melting plastic over it. So I think really all of the other shoes, the forum is mm. too bulky to be a forum. But again, technically it is one. The campus is such a different shape to a campus because of the fact that it's bulky and got the extra padded but it is a campus not so, yeah. i'm not saying this in a bad way i'm just saying they don't really like you like saying oh the campus is a bit of a sleeper it's not really a campus by the time bad bunny's had his hands on it well this one no but i think there's been there has been some very good um campus collapses. yeah no you're yeah, right no yeah. it's difficult because they they can't they kind of all there's a lot of them that look very similar yeah. to one another. You know, we we said this in the the, the uh, beams is great, the foot patrol was great, the towerly the year or the year before was really really good. So yeah, like, they've yeah, had some yeah. really really good campus uh, over the last couple yeah, of years. It's a good shoe. Um, but yeah, so um, moving on to the double down, and um, it it is for me personally, it's a double down, um, and I'll kind of explain why. But for for the majority, it might not be. But the double down for this week is the Air Force One color of the month. Um, coming in at 119 pounds available on the 15th once again this time the color of the month is coming in a predominantly all white leather upper white midsole with a very vibrant kind of university red outsole and a small kind of jeweled swoosh as opposed to the kind of standard swoosh that you get on an air force one um, the reason for me that this is a double down is because i just don't like the jeweled swooshes on pairs i think the size of it just completely throws me off and i've just never been a big fan of it um it doesn't matter what they've done it on whether they've done it on 90s air force whatever it might be it really just hasn't hit for me um it is it's a triple white air force one like i say really with the kind of the red hits there's nothing really to kind of shout about how bad it is um but yeah if if you're a fan of the jeweled swoosh you'll be all over this but if you are like me and you're not the biggest fan um of that kind of feature then yeah this will be kind of a pair that you are quite happy to skip and kind of move past this week the beauty of us taking turns with this segment scott is that you never know what you're gonna get and when you sent this over i was like really this is the worst shoe that you can find this week i mean granted it is quite a good week and there's nothing major major dropping but there's also nothing terrible dropping but granted i'm not gonna say you're wrong for not liking the jewel swoosh i don't think there's an i don't think there's anything wrong with this shoe maybe i would have changed the fact that it's got the red outsole but by the time you're walking on it you're not really going to notice it that much but overall i I can't be mad at this shoe it's a white air force one for god's sake like it's 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 an all right looking shoe air force one fans are going to like it but granted if you don't like the swoosh you don't like the swoosh it's your week mate you do what you want Mm. yeah i it's just it's literally just the george swoosh it's like i say it's not a terrible you don't have to justify yourself to me i can't talk you don't have to justify yourself to me you picked it it's not an ispa Is what it, it, it's not on that level, but there are just some weeks you have to where pick from a good, good shoes just aren't quite, yeah, aren't quite as good as others. And this is just one of yeah. those weeks, um, and that leads us quite nicely onto the sleeper pick for the week, which is the 
New Balance 550 Rich Paul Forever Yours. At the moment, raffles are kind of limited, but it has appeared on Foot Patrol coming in at £130, releasing on the 13th of July. This shoe is a... I mean, it's a predominantly lilac suede upper with some kind of darker purple hits, um, outlines of the New Balance logo, some piping, kind of the tongue um, lining as well, sail midsole, lilac. It's not often you get a shoe in this colour, um, in these materials. I, I wasn't sure how, when I kind of heard about it, how it was going to look, but seeing the images of this shoe... Um, it looks very, very nice. The previous Rich Paul collab was brilliant. Um, it, one of my favourite 550s that they've ever done. Um, but yeah, this shoe is um, its very nice. It's its a very pretty shoe. Um, I very much like it. So yeah, for me, I think as a sleeper, again, this is one that will, on the basis of the previous collab, will fly. But I think the hype of the 550 has died down quite significantly. So whether it will or not um, is a bit of a hit and miss. But no, really, I really like the shoe. I think it's very nice. Um, a 550, I wouldn't mind owning, I must admit. Well, it's got to be good if you don't mind owning a 550. I mean, yeah, pretty looking shoe. Really like the colours, really like the box. The first Rich Paul was absolutely fantastic. We absolutely raved about the one that was kind of like a creamy yellow with the, the kind of blue hits on there. Uh, this is just adding to that 550 range and, and overall, um, yeah, very 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 good shoe i mean rich paul deserves uh, a a medal um quite frankly because he's releasing decent new balance collaborations and uh, he has got his players paid in the uh, free agency for the nba honestly if you add up all of the salaries that his players as an agent have been able to get it's like a billion dollars or something stupid like that so uh, yeah he has oh, wow. been working hard to get his clients That's paid uh, so yeah, he deserves a good rollout of a decent shoe, uh, and even more money put in his pocket because, damn, he has uh, been working hard. So yeah, overall, decent looking shoe there. Talking of decent looking shoes, though, Scott, we have a steal of the week this week. Steal of the week. And uh, it is coming in the uh, kind of form of a previous shoe that we've spoken about in the Double Up, Double Down segment. And that is the Mizuno uh, Times Foot Patrol uh, Contender, a shoe that was released earlier on uh, this year. It is currently sat uh, on the Foot Patrol sale for £75, 46% off, uh, coming from 140 down to 75 Currently, uh -huh. sizes 5, 6, 6.5, 7, 7.5, 8, 8.5, 9, 9.5, 10, 10.5, and 11 sat on the website. So a huge size run, but a beautiful, beautiful shoe. We loved it when it first came out. I still love it now. And yeah, grab yourself a really top quality runner at a great price. Yeah, big fan of this shoe. Um, I, I, whoever's doing the collaborations at Foot Patrol currently um, are really, really into their football yeah. because quite a lot of their collabs yeah, have had yeah, big yeah. football inspirations and little hits and um, kind of details. But yeah, we, we really liked the shoe when it released. Um, and uh, again, this is 
a very good um, collab. It's well done. The materials are good. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great pick. And like I say, coming in at seventy five quid. Um, yeah, a, a very good price for it as well. So yeah, can't complain with that one. Well, Scotty boy, that moves us on to our final segment of the week, the one that you look forward to every single week, and that is, of course, the Doubled Up Podcast Triple Up. Right, Scotty Boy, I can tell you are sat there bubbling with excitement for this segment, as always. But hold yourself for just a minute. Don't burst quite yet. I need to explain to the listeners what this segment is all about. So every single week, I present Scott with three shoes. And alongside those three shoes, a question or challenge for him to complete. He has 30 seconds to think of his answer for the question or challenge, after which he has to immediately give me his answer. The scores on the doors right now is Scott has won 11 weeks uh the house me has won 13 weeks so a win this week scotty boy will bring you a little bit closer to that ever famous 500 uh, how are you feeling this week yeah yeah again every week i I really don't know what to expect um but it could be relatively simple or it could be completely obscure and mental so quite frankly i enter this with absolutely no expectations whatsoever Uh, (laughs) i feel like uh, i feel like you might actually get this one this week i'm I'm fairly confident based on the research that we've probably had to do for this episode because the three shoes that i'm giving you this week scott are the air jordan 4 sb in the pine green colorway the jaritos times nike sb dunk low and the kiff times clark times adidas samba Question, Scott. Put these top 2023 releases in order of last sold price according to StockX in a UK 9. Um, I'm not going to give you much time to think about it. I'm just going to give you your 30 seconds, which is starting now. Um, Well, uh, fuck. Um, (laughs) Well, oh, fuck. Again, again, this is where it's tricky because it is literally a... There's many factors, and I did do research, but I didn't look at resale price into any of these things because it's not something I remotely care well, about. I thought you um, might have done it to gauge the popularity of some of these shoes. Maybe. Nope. Nope, not Well, you've at got all. three seconds um, to quickly uh, think about it now. Two, one. Brilliant. Fantastic. Time's up, Scotty boy. Um, okay, I'm going to go Doritos, Clark's, SB4. Mate, you are so close, but unfortunately you are 11 and 14. I think you are going to be absolutely astonished by these prices, right? I'm going to go from bottom to top because the big reveal at the top absolutely blew my mind. At the bottom, the Air Jordan 4 SB with a last sold price of £305. Which actually, in the grand scheme of things... Yeah, that's about right. What? It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, really... Um, it retailed at like 220, 230, something like that. So the fact that yeah, only yeah. really a kind of 80, you think a shoe of that hype, 80 quid uh, added on for resale, really not that bad. The Doritos, on the other hand, in the middle slot, £472. That surprised Damn. me. But I'll tell you what else surprised me, Scotty boy. Yeah. Kiff, Clark's, Adidas, Samba, 
UK9, last sold price, £861. Fuck off. Honestly, <laughs> I shit what? you not. The lowest ask, no, the lowest ask in a UK9 is over a thousand. Is this the chalk colourway? Yeah, the green chalk colourway, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Honestly, lowest ask, £1,345 in a UK9. Last sale, 861 Wait, I might be lying. This might actually be a UK 9.5 because I've just realised it says at the top US I think you, I was 10. Say, I, think you got, I, I mean, I've just changed it and it's still £747. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be first. So it's still... That is insane. The lowest ask in an that actual is UK 9 is lot. even more. The lowest ask is 1506 Right, now... Oh, hey, up. Last sale sold price in my size is only four hundred thirty seven pounds. Bargain. <laughs> but that's that's mad to me. And this is the thing, this is why I'm arguing the point. That is madness. Madness. And the fact that the shoe of the year is three hundred and five pounds barely over retail. And it wasn't easy to get, right. but this is at that price. It, they they've done something this year, um, and they they need their hats tipped. If, everyone that. that wasn't majorly into that shoe, what was the one gripe they had about that shoe? It's too expensive at two hundred and fifty pounds. Every single person said, "Love the shoe, it's beautiful." I'm not paying two hundred and fifty pounds for a Clark's Samba. Apparently, people are paying seven hundred plus for it. So look at it now. I I love it, but I've had Clark's. I've seen what that outsole turns yeah, into yeah, very yeah, quickly. It down a little bit, doesn't it? It's not, it's not pleasant. Um, yeah, it gets very dirty very quick. Like I say, it does kind of rub down. So, yes, no, wow. uh, not a fan. But um, yeah, I mean that that that's mad to me. The Doritos, I I guessed because it's a dunk and people went mad for it. And dunk prices genuinely are a bit more than others. But uh, that's um. Crazy, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, that's probably now we we are both flabbergasted. And uh, if we don't end the episode now, we will probably just spend the next half an hour just saying it's that's madness to each other. Uh, So, to save your ears as the listeners, I will say thank you for listening to the Double Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Double Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Double Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you you can find me at underscore sneaker teacher speak to you next time guys and as always peace manusan goodbye peace manusan to you all